Adele here, and I am so excited to be interviewing this amazing person, Be Here or Be Square. It's my privilege and honor to interview Dr. Nelson Bulmash. He is an amazing chiropractor, clinical nutritionist. He's worked with amazing people, athletes around the world. I, okay, welcome to the show. <laughs> Before we get started, let me read your bio because it's quite amazing. So you're an established expert in health and fitness. And folks, he's got an amazing podcast, Health Matters. Go there and listen to some amazing episodes around all sorts of topics around health and wellness, juicy stuff. Okay, so he is committed to helping you reach your optimal health through innovative chiropractic care and clinical nutrition. And I want to ask, what is that? I've heard of nutrition, never heard of clinical nutrition. So I'm going to learn something today. So he graduated from the uh, University of Michigan in 1987 with a bachelor's in biology and minors in both chemistry and psychology. And he completed his doctorate of chiropractic from Life Chiropractic College in 1991. Now, this is the part I think is fascinating. Dr. Balmesh has coached American team powerlifters at the national and international level, helping them win gold silver and bronze medals, often setting new American and world records. Fabulous. <laughs> he has provided chiropractic and nutritional care for athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, tennis, golf, martial arts, rugby, soccer, rowing, gymnastics, equestrian, cheerleading, volleyball, track and field, and powerlifting communities. So after spending 25 years building a clinical practice, specializing in chiropractic and clinical nutrition, he's completed two diplomats in clinical nutrition, a national survey on a certificate in naturopath, on and on and on. Basically folks, he knows a lot of stuff and he's <laughs> an you, awesome guy to talk to. So Nelson, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adele. It's such a privilege to be here. I, 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 I'm surprised you and I don't do more shows and we will be doing more shows because I, I love our chemistry and I love hanging out with you. Oh. Awesome. And folks, I only interview people that I think are fun to talk to. You know, life is short. There are a zillion people out there with cool things. I'm, I'm picking out the ones that I think you will benefit in something fresh, something new, something that you can't get anywhere else on planet Earth. So I, we were talking just before this, Nelson, about what, what would be the most juicy to talk to, because there are like 20 things we could talk about, right? Absolutely, and, yes. And, uh, you know, one thing that I've been sitting with personally, and I'm sure you have as a healthcare provider, is this crazy situation we are all in right now. Yes, yes. With the pandemic and what it's doing to people per, uh, on an individual level, on a family, our communities, our healthcare system, the national scene, not, not to mention what's happening around the planet right. with this pandemic right. virus with the Delta. So folks, if you're open to listening to some interesting perspectives, uh, come sit down, sit down and listen, stop scrolling and just listen to something that might be useful because I am tired of the blame game. I am tired of entire groups of people being written off, you know, either as stupid or sheeple or, or, you know, communists or this and that. It's not helpful. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I could not agree more strongly, Adele. It's ridiculous. It's, it's sensationalistic. It's divisive and it separates us. And if we don't, if, if we need anything, it's no more division in this country. It's absurd. Oh it's absurd. So because you are a healthcare provider yourself mm -hmm. in seeing clients, folks, if you need a good chiropractor, he's in Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, 
what is it that you're noticing with people? I mean, I can share what I'm seeing with my clients, but you mentioned as we were talking beforehand, there's certain groups of thought yes. around what's happening. And I'd love everybody to settle in, no matter where you are in this whole mess of thinking, maybe we can learn a thing or two about this whole thing. So take it away, Nelson. What Absolutely. Have you Thank you, Adele. I appreciate you. And I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. So Adele, I see three primary categories of people today with regard to the pandemic and how they relate to who they are and what they're going to do in the world and what they think other people should do. And what's interesting is that, and you know this, is that people are very, very vigorously opinionated. And there's so much vitriol about you agreeing or disagreeing with their position. Here's my humble position. Uh, first of all, I've helped 59 people through COVID. At least 20 of them were very, 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 very ill. Some were turned away because they said they didn't have beds in the hospital for them and they thought they were going to die. So I provided ancillary care for them. All of them are alive. All of them are thriving today. None of them have any more long lasting side effects than uh, still can't necessarily smell or taste as well as I'd like to but they're all alive, they've all, all done well. So as I see it, Adele, you have three basic categories. In category A, you have the people who absolutely believe, and I'm gonna divide them into two categories. So we have category A. Within that group, we have the first a subgroup. Those are the people who think we can only make it through this pandemic if, the, if we're vaccinated and if everybody's vaccinated. They don't even have the understanding that if you're vaccinated, it will greatly lower the potential risk of you having a severe case of COVID. And this is a very important concept because my son works at the epicenter in the world of COVID. He works at the University of Mississippi Hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, where they just proclaimed that they have the highest rate of COVID infections in the world per capita. That's where he's located. Oh, my goodness. And so his position is, and he's not attached. You know, he's not one of these guys. He doesn't make anybody feel stupid. He doesn't play the shame game. He just said, Dad, I'll tell you what I'm seeing. And then I'll get back to the groups. He said, what I'm seeing is people who are horrifically ill. And they come in and then suddenly they feel like they've been duped. You know, they were told we don't need a vaccine. Uh, it, it, you know, it, this is a very mild, highly exaggerated infection, and they're fighting for their lives. Jackson Memorial is a huge, huge hospital, and they have so many people that are infected. They have taken one whole level of their parking deck and turned it into a mobile mash unit for only COVID patients. Now, that may not mean anything to you, but this is an enormous hospital facility, enormous, and their parking deck is huge. So they took an entire parking deck uh, and took one level of that and turned it into, like as I mentioned, a portable unit to take care of these extraordinarily ill people, okay? So he said, you know, this is just ridiculous to me. All of this conspiratorial talk with little evidence to support anything, you know, everybody has an opinion. I'm here in the trenches watching people die. And I said to him, how many people died today? He said, five on my shift died of COVID. So let me get back now. Let me circuitously come back to the two groups within group A. You have those people who only see themselves getting through this with the vaccine. And then you have those people, the second category of group A, we'll call them group two, 
who say, you know what, Nelson, I watched how sick you were. I just don't want to participate in being that ill. I'm going to get vaccinated. And, and okay? just for the audience, did you contract COVID yourself, uh, four Nelson? Times. Four, yeah, times. four times. Okay, that, I think that's good for the audience to know. You've, yeah. you've actually had it. Yes. Yeah. And I had it twice before the vaccine was even available. Okay. And uh, for the record, my medical doctor said, Nelson, you've got a really delicate immune system. You have very, very high antibodies. We actually don't want to add any more fire to fire. And all of them, all of my medical physicians who take care of me said, we don't want you to get the vaccine. You're, you're one of the exceptions. You've had your antibody titers are so high. Let's just leave well enough alone. Let's not stir the, the hornet's nest. We don't recommend that you specifically get it. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I have very high titers. The last two times I had it, it was like I had it for two days. I felt a little fatigue, a headache. And by day three, I felt, I felt fine. So I have very, very high antibodies. And that's really the purpose of getting a vaccine is that you have high antibodies. So if you get it, your, your uh, arsenal is prepared to take care of it. So you don't have a great risk of dying or getting really, really, really ill. Okay. So group A, once again, you have those people basically who say, I'm going to get the vaccine because I want to minimize my risk of injury or death. Understandable. Then you have group, uh, group B. These are very, actually very educated people, really informed people. Many of them have had COVID and they said, Nelson, I take extremely good care of myself. I'm on very high quality supplements to boost the integrity and, and to optimize my ability to fight any and, and all infections. Uh, as I mentioned, many of them have already had COVID. They said it was very, very mild. They went through it very gracefully, very easily with little damage and little layover. And, uh, and, and they do well. I, I haven't had one of those friends who has died. I haven't had one have any catastrophic injury, kidneys, liver, heart, any of these, this kind of thing. These are, these are really educated people who do a lot of work on how to protect themselves. And what's really sad to me, Adele, is no one is saying in the medical profession or the government, you must make sure you're on specific nutrients. Vitamin D3, you can't access and, and have an effective immune system unless you have adequate vitamin D3. And I would go so far as to say, this is one of the key nutrients that is probably partially at least at play for people who get the vaccine and still get sick. Many people are still not taking vitamin D3. And I don't know how that's possible because anybody who's reasonably well-educated should know that you cannot mount an effective immune response to anything if you don't have adequate vitamin D3. And that's only one nutrient. I mean, you got B vitamins, you got magnesium, you got zinc, vitamin A, mushroom complexes, the whole bit, which are really effective in helping to dramatically boost. And it's like, it's like saying to your soldiers, can you imagine if Patton in North Africa, when he's fighting Rommel during World War II, if Patton looked at his soldiers and said, check it out, guys, I scored you 50 bullets. We don't have any tank rounds. We don't have any mortar rounds, but you each have 50 bullets. Now we're going to go against the, the alleged best tank commander in the world, and we're going to fight to the death. They probably would have looked at each other down and said, let's just shoot ourselves. 50 bullets, we're done. And that's what it's like going into COVID or any potential cold and flu season, Adele, and not taking great care of yourself, not eating well, not exercising, having insufficient vitamins and minerals like vitamin D3, vitamin A, to really weaponize your immune system so it can go into battle, mano a mano, like Patton versus Rommel. We got tanks, they're not as strong as the Tiger tanks, but we'll make do. We got mortar rounds, we got more tanks than the, the Germans do. 
in North Africa, and we're smarter than they are, so we're going to outsmart them as Patton did against Rommel in North Africa in World War II, and we're going to win that way. But this is Group Two. They this is Group Two. Uh, okay, and you mentioned there's also a is this yeah two or is this the, the, okay? No, we're okay. going to talk now about the special group. Okay, special group are Group Three people. Group Three people, and I forgive me, I'm I'm struggling to be sarcastic because these people are truly in their own category. These people believe it's all a scam. It's all highly exaggerated. There's nothing to worry about. They're not going to change anything. They're not going to wear masks to decrease their risk. They're not going to worry about keeping a, I don't like the word social distance, Adele. I like physical distance. Yeah, yeah. I social distance is a terrible term. Yeah. That's what got us in a lot of trouble. We don't need to socially distance. We need to physically distance. It's very hard to get ill. <clears throat> I think one of the most important things you can do is don't come in close proximity to other people. If you're in close proximity to somebody who's infected with a, something like the Delta variant that's so highly contagious and you don't have anything, they don't have a mask, you don't have a mask, you're likely going to get enough exposure, you're going to get some degree of illness, right? So physical, physical separation is very important. And so if you're going into an area of close proximity with lots of other people, I would, I would suggest a mask. And I think it's ludicrous to say they don't do anything that's absurd. And I'll tell you why I'm going to say that. Because in my practice, I started interviewing everybody. I started saying, Adele, have you had COVID? Yes, I have, Nelson. Really? Tell me this. Were you on the following supplements? No, I wasn't. Were you using a mask? No, I wasn't. We have yet, Adele, I'm not saying it's not impossible, but we have yet to have one patient come down with COVID who wore consistently a mask and kept physical distance from people. Not one. I'm not saying it's not possible, Adele. I'm saying in my practice from the time this started, not one person who used physical distancing and consistently wore a mask has come down with COVID. Mm. Not one. So this category three, these are the people, Adele, who are sucking wind. When I talk to my friends who work in emergency rooms, who are managers at hospitals, who are in internal medicine, who are taking care of these people, they just like, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm losing my compassion for stupidity. Like to come in and say, you're not going to, to take a vaccine because it's leading us down a path of socialism and, uh, and communism, and they have chips in them and everything else is, is just lunacy. Yeah. It's just craziness. I, I, I understand if you look at me and you say, you know what, Nelson, I'm really healthy. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to take supplements that will greatly reduce my risk of getting the disease and the severity. I respect you. I got it. I, I know plenty of people like that. They've done really, really well through this pandemic. Many of them haven't gotten sick or if they did, it was extremely mild. I haven't heard of one of my friends around the, around the world. And remember, I have a media show. So I talk to people from around the world. All of my friends who take great care of themselves have, have done very well going through this. They haven't, I have not lost one of them, but the people who are getting lost mostly are those people who do nothing. Everything is conspiratorial. Everything is politicized. They're not going to quote unquote fall into those traps. They're not going to change anything because they don't think they have to, because they think it's just an all inclusive, exaggerated plot that isn't real. And they get hit by the hammer of Thor in terms of reality when they get sick. Yeah. 
it's such an interesting study into human nature. I mean, this whole, for me, this whole pandemic has really made me look at human nature in a, a, a deeper way. Like I never really, I, in some ways you could say, maybe I've lost a little bit of innocence about human nature or, I, I think I it's, you know, and um, it's some, some days when I read what's happening to people, I, I have to work real hard to not go into that very dark, cynical place. I yes. think people are doing the best they can, no matter which of the three you're in. I think um, human nature being the way it is, I want to know what I want to know. I want to believe what I want to believe. And if it's something that I don't agree with, I'm just not going to listen. And, you know, there, there's a thing called common sense. And there's a thing called uh, cooperation that, mm -hmm. you know, me, myself and I, uh, I've always said, you can do whatever you want, you know, whether you get the vaccine or not. However, you can't expect the world to accommodate you. So, um, right. you know, if a, a store is not comfortable serving people without a mask, that's fine. Don't wear a mask and don't go into the store, you know, but people want it both ways or a restaurant or things like that. Yeah. And, um, and that's where we see the rub. There's this idea of liberty, personal choice. I should be able to do anything I want and I you want. are offending me. And, and like for me, I've been vaccinated. I haven't had it. Um, I wear a mask everywhere, not so much for me, but if there is some, if, if I can do this to make everyone else in the room feel a little bit better, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy okay. to do it. Especially if, if they're children, yeah. especially if, if they're kids, you know, under age 12, what are you expecting those parents to do? Yeah, I'm happy I, the, to wear a the mask. The whole constant attack on liberties is just so over the top ridiculous to me. If I walked into your house, Adele, and you said, Nelson, would you please oblige me? Would you please remove your shoes? Adele, I'm not going to talk about how you're infringing on my, you know, my free will yes. or my rights. I'm going to say, of course, where would you like me to put them after I take yes. them off? Right. You know, it's like I just there's too much me in the world right now, uh, it, you know, and, and you know, I live from a place of Adele. Let's collaborate and cooperate so everyone thrives. I think no matter which of the camps you're in, everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody wants the economy yeah. to work. Everybody wants children. Nobody is saying, oh, those people should die because they have comorbidities. And nobody's actually thinking that way. But I feel like we're not used to working together. We never were, really. And this problem only works if everybody works together. Yeah. It cannot be like, I'm going to isolate myself in my house and just do right. whatever the heck I want. And I'll just ride this out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a part of me that says you've got an entire uh, healthcare provider system. They, they're exhausted. You know, I have clients. That's, who yeah, yeah, yeah. My son is working 14 to 16 plus hour exhausted. days. And he said, you know, dad, from our position, we're seeing these people that don't change anything in a pandemic yeah. and come in in a critical position, some of which will never leave the hospital alive. And to hear the ranting and ravings of people, they sound like lunatics to us. Like we take care of people on the front line. We see what happens if you're not either vaccinated or if you're not in group B, where you take incredible care of yourselves. If you're the person who you're just gonna talk about the injustice of wearing a mask, how much it infringes on your right and, and you know, the whole communist plot, whatever, whatever your deal is about the vaccines, how they're all chipped and this and that. It's absurd because you're stressing the system. So people who have other problems 
Exactly. Can't even get into the hospital because they don't have any yeah. any beds. That's my, crazy. My mom broke, you know, uh, a bone recently. She's elderly. Couldn't get in because of all. It, it was well started. One of the local hospitals. We had to wait five hours because oh, there were no beds. You know, and I that had no one. You know, and, okay. and my thought is if you distrust at some point, society only works if we have a reasonable amount of trust. And yes. I feel like what's happened now, if you don't trust your physicians and you don't trust the CDC and you don't trust the president, and you don't trust the military, you don't trust this. At some point, things fall apart. They and so I'm like, down. okay, yeah. if you don't trust the vaccine because you don't trust modern medicine, all the doctors are in the pockets and the cahoots of big pharma, then why go to the hospital? When you're sick, you know, I thought you didn't believe in it, you know, so right. it's very well, interesting. I'll give you another great example. So I have a, I have a, a wonderful friend who had a severe heart attack. They say, had he not been at arrived at the hospital within four minutes, he would have left in a box. They said, you had four more minutes. If we couldn't have operated on you at the time we did, you would have died. So two days ago, he has severe angina again. And his heart attack was only two weeks ago. They he calls up and says, do you have any room at the hospital? I think I'm having another heart attack. They said, sir, we can't help you. We have no beds available. That breaks my heart. And anyone who's having a stroke, broken bones, if your child falls off his tricycle and needs yeah. to go to the ER, good luck. No, no room for him. And it's See, just once people are sick, thing, yeah, but yeah, then they want the, the vaccine. That, it's a little bit late. Yeah. And they can't give it to you. And my son is like, I'm at, I'm at my wit's limit. This is, this is crazy. Like we can't get people who really need us in the hospital yeah. because we have all these people in group C who don't do anything to take care of themselves. Don't remove themselves from the population because they're, they have multiple comorbidities. Yeah. They don't do anything to increase the risk or the, to decrease the risk of, of getting the disease or being killed by the disease or to increase their success in fighting the disease. And they're a problem. And, and I'm not, I'm not going to name call, but they're creating an impasse in the system. So people who really need care for other things sometimes can't even get in and that's wrong. Yeah. It's heartbreaking to watch how this is impacting our world. It's impacting people's emotional health. You can be healthy and still be stressed out by all right. this, you know, um, and I encourage all the listeners here, you know, nobody has all the answers on this. This is a new situation. Well, absolutely. I, I wish people would give the grace of we know something when we know it, meaning nobody knew anything about smallpox when it first came out. And the, the science started to evolve as Beautiful. we learn more because right. to, say, to hold people accountable now to say, well, the CDC a, a year ago said, you know, and you're jerking us around with different information about whether we wear a mask or not, right. or everything, the science is changing. So I invite everyone to just stay with the latest and try not to get too hung up about what came out earlier on, because the, the virus is morphing. It's becoming, my understanding is now it's as, as infectious as uh, chickenpox, which is yeah. mighty infectious. Yes, yes. Now, Delta Del Del from what I understand. It will, it will likely go through the population much more quickly because it is so contagious. The bad news is if you're not ready for it, because you're not really taking great care of yourself, you're not keeping yourself removed from the population, or you're not getting vaccinated, you could be in for a rude surprise. I've, I've known quite a few people. I had three people 
um, very close to me who had relatives die uh, over the weekend from from oh, Delta, goodness. the Delta variant. Three. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think there has been such a distrust lately you, um, in the healthcare system? I mean, you're part of the provider system that's doing your very best to keep people alive and healthy. Where did the distrust come in from? I, I think because we have been misled politically. We are okay. in two basic camps okay. and both there are problems with both. Honestly, it's not like, you know, only one child is at fault here. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people who are skewing information or people who are deliberately misleading uh, people who, who are watching them or listening to their platforms. And so nobody knows what truth is anymore. So what people are doing is they're picking a side. I'm in the democratic camp on the left. I'm in the Republican. And it's interesting because I decided some years ago, you know what, I'm going to become an independent. They, they both are kids that have problems with me. And the virus I, does not care which camp you're in. And that's where I was going with this. It doesn't care at all, Adele. It doesn't care at all. And so I tell people, listen to multiple platforms. Don't get hooked on to listening to just CNN, just Fox. Some years ago, I read an interesting article where they interviewed uh, journalists from all over the world. And they said, which journalism sources do you find to be the most accurate and informative in the world? You want to take a guess what they were? There was a tie for first place. Oh, I have no idea. I'll, I'll tell you what exactly they were. Two of them, the BBC and the Guardian. I was going to say, I love the Guardian. Yes. I, that's one I read a lot. Yes. Yeah. The Guardian and the BBC were the two, they were tied for first place as the most accurate, timely, and informative as voted on by journalists. My hope is as we make it through, and we will, um, that people find a way to be less, oh, fired up about, you know, I mean, we're going to destroy each other. You know, one side is attacking the other. What would you, how do you sit with this that, um, we have a problem now that will only work if everyone works together. You can no longer, you know, wall yourself right. off unless you want to build your own road, clean your own water, educate your yes. own children and, yes. and never go to the doctor, which nobody right. can. Yes. What do you think is the solution to mending some of this, this, this huge divide we're in? Great question. Being more concerned about focusing on the betterment of our current position through collaboration and through cooperation. Be less attached to your ego and more attached to solutions that are viable and work for finding methods or ways and strategies that bring people together in health, in, ideo in ideology, in, uh, in life, so that you're constantly looking, like I have people who say things that are really stupid, they're, they're, they're being bullies, they're being obnoxious, they're being annoying, and I just smile at them and say, I understand that that's your position. Yeah. And, and I don't go days, anywhere with it. I don't go anywhere with it. Like, I get it, that's your position. So how do you respond to people who claim that, well, there are a bunch of doctors who say the opposite from, you know, this whole mask and vaccine thing, and you should go, go do your research? Because I believe there are some healthcare providers who feel very differently and, and you are in the field. Can you maybe address why that is occurring and how you can respond yeah. to people who said, well, I listened to this podcast by so-and-so who told me this whole thing was much ado about nothing. And we, you know, here's the thing. I always look at what's actually happening. 
Okay. So when, when I see the numbers of people, when I talk to the numbers of people who are so sick, they feel like they're going to die. It's not a joke to them. Yeah. I've had a number of friends who thought they were going to die. Mm-hmm. So everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm not suggesting they're wrong. I'm not suggesting they're right. It's great that we can all get educated. It's great that we can all have different opinions and somewhere we got to find what works in the middle. For everyone so, in the back, listen up, listen yeah, up, say that and, again. You know, you know, if we've got to find a way to find a truth that works, if you will, for the most people, Adele. So, you know, when my son is seeing thousands of people uh, over time, certainly hundreds of people, and my sister, who's the manager of one of the big hospitals here in Atlanta on one of the floors, says the exact same thing. And then they, they turn around and they say, you know, I don't know where all this conspiratorial and politicized information is coming from. Both of them, two different cities, two different hospitals, two excellent hospitals. I said, give me stats. They said, well, okay. 99% of the people in our hospital are unvaccinated. 99%. That's a pretty significant number. Right. 99%. I said, what's the percentage of people dying? 99% are unvaccinated. Yeah. It's really tragic that it has come to this. I don't care if people are Republican or Democrat. I just want people to stay healthy. And there are some general rules. Are there breakthrough infections? Yes. Are there occasional reactions or someone who got sick after? Yes. Of course, like I got the vax, I'm sensitive and I did not feel right for a couple, three days. Of course. I'm fine now. So it's not like it's always going to be a walk in the park, but folks, um, Dr. Bullmesh and I are, are trying to encourage you with some best practices to stay healthy. We don't care what your politics are. We care that that you take steps to take care of yourself, to be an advocate for your children or immunocompromised people who can't take the shot to be part of a solution instead of people just, you know, throwing knives at each other that, um, we're going to get through this together. So, you know, right. yeah. Adele, when people say to me, should I get the vaccination? Uh, I say to them, let me ask you a question. How healthy are you? Eh, I'm okay. It's like, what does that mean? Do you eat junk food? Yeah. Do you take supplements? No. Do you exercise? No. Do you get a lot of sleep? No. I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'll tell you what makes the most sense to me right now. <laughs> What do you think it is? I should probably get vaccinated. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And um, yeah, and, and it's like anything else, you know, keeping, even if we didn't have a pandemic, um, everybody taking care of themselves and being healthy is always good practice. And always. once we're behind the eight ball, uh, it's a little catching up. And to say that only people with comorbidities get this, uh, no, a lot of people just weren't taking care of themselves. May yeah. not. They may have looked healthy, didn't have a heart condition, didn't have cancer, didn't have this, but maybe they were um, not quite as uh, nutritionally supported. We don't know. I Adele, don't want to jump I, to I'm conclusions. To that yeah. Because that's, that's such, such a beautiful point. So I have a young man that played football with my son, very, very handsome. If he walked into the room, your eyes would, would open wide and you'd say, wow, that's a very handsome young man. And I would say, yes, indeed, Adele, he is very handsome. He almost died of COVID. Let me tell you what happened. His lovely fiance got COVID and she did fine. Five, six, seven days, she was back on her feet again. 
He got COVID and then suddenly got a secondary bacterial infection, had pneumonia, Mm. and then suddenly through a massive pulmonary embolism that almost killed him. Mm. Yeah. And I said to him, tell me something, how much vitamin D3 aren't you taking? (laughs) Can, Can you say a little bit about your expertise in clinical nutrition? For those of you, like, I don't know anything about it. And this could be useful information for those of you who want to do what you can to take care of yourself. If you're listening yeah. on how to stay healthy, pandemic or not, could you yeah. say a little bit about what clinical yeah, thank nutrition you, Adele. is? Absolutely. Yes. So the difference between being a dietitian, dietitians focus on eating plans, basically. You know, you go to the hospital, you have diabetes, they get a dietitian to create an eating plan for you, much of which I still, even today, don't, don't agree with. I remember once I had to go in for surgery and I came out of surgery and they had ice cream, vanilla cake and milk and jello for me. That was my meal out of surgery. What do we know about processed refined sugar? It decreases what's called the phagocytic index, which is a reflection of how effectively white blood cells engulf pathogens. Uh, read a study years ago. And in the study, it revealed that people who eat refined sugar have a decrease in the ability of their white blood cells to engulf bacteria, for example, from 128 down to 1.2 for a minimum of four hours. So what clinical nutritionists do is they find out clinically, like if you're deficient in specific B vitamins, you could have a form of anemia. If you're deficient in magnesium, you could have anything from immune compromise to energy compromise to insomnia and so on and so forth. So whether it's kinesiologically through muscle testing or through very advanced current tests that are available from blood analysis or urine analysis, we can find out what you're deficient in so that when we correct that, we create metabolic or immunological dysfunction that allows you to have an optimized state of health. It's a fascinating career. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Is that like functional medicine? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely, Adele. That's yes. exactly what it is. It is it is an example of functional medicine through nutrition. Fabulous. So what are you seeing that's happening to people? Let's say you're healthy, right? You haven't gotten COVID, but this day in, day out stress of, oh my God, people fighting and you know the Karens that we see on video clips throwing a yeah. fit and oh my God, my cousin doesn't believe the way I do. What happens to the body when they're emotionally stressed and how might you suggest they supplement to stay healthy, given that I haven't come down with the virus, but the emotional impact of this day in day out grind of the news, what would you suggest for the audience? First of all, stay away from people who are toxic, stay away from anything that's toxic. I, I, there there are people I just don't allow in my life. I I see them screaming at people constantly on Facebook. If, If you're on Facebook and you have those people block them at least temporarily. Stay away from toxicity. Stay that away from so toxicity to keep your nervous system from going into fight, flight, fight, flight. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort social media is not fun anymore because no. every other post makes me go into this. Oh, yeah. Jerk no, okay. Stay so so take yourself out of fight and flight. You can't okay. thrive in a state of fight or flight. It will lead you down a, a path of disease. I have friends, for example, who are really into the whole cons- conspiratorial thing. I was once upon a time, Adele. I ended up with cancer. I have another friend. All she can talk about, all she can talk about is one conspiracy after another. She's got cancer now. It's so poisonous. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And I'm not saying you don't have to pay attention, but you can't have a life that's only about toxic topics 
toxic, toxic chemicals. If you expose yourself to toxins, you're likely eventually going to get an autoimmune problem, infections, breakdown of, of, of any and all parts of yourself. You'll end up with cancer. Eat incredibly well. Put the most nutritious food in you that you can. Get outside for heaven's sakes. I see That's people ride, you know, riding in cars and they're by themselves and they're in a mask. You don't wear a mask by yourself in a car. You maximize your ability to oxygenate by taking it off in the car. Uh-huh. Get out every single day. Make okay. sure you're hydrated. Make, Make sure, you're sure hydrated. you watch. Everybody laughs at me. I'm this really big, very powerful guy. And, and people look at me going, are you, are you watching a Hallmark movie, Nelson? It's like, yes. Yes, I am. A Hallmark movie. Oh, uh-huh. so watch or consume things that lift the spirit. In Hallmark movies, what's the outcome always? Happy. Happy. Adele, happy. Train okay. Find to be happy. I'm a guy that can go anywhere. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to debate with you. I will collaborate with you, Adele. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to call you names. So do things that lift the spirit. That's a fourth really good suggestion, everybody. These are practical things you can do in this crazy environment. Make sure you read books, you read articles, you watch TV, you listen to podcasts that are informative, that help you better the quality of your life and your existence. And here's the last one. Yes. I had a girlfriend many years ago who used to say, oh, you had a bad day. So you didn't do a very good job at helping people today, did you? Um, No, no, I I had a bad day. Yeah. She said to me, now, let me tell you a secret. It's really hard to have a bad day when your life is about service. I I know, but I don't want to talk about being in service. I want to talk about my bad day. We're not going to talk about your bad day. You're not going to even have dinner until you do something worthy of having dinner. I said, I had a very bad day. She said, I heard you. you don't need to keep repeating yourself. I said, you're telling me not going to feed me dinner. She said, I'm not going to feed you dinner. Well, what do I have to do to get dinner? She said, go out and help someone. Oh, are you serious? I'm starved. And I had a shitty day. She said, Nelson, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to push you out of my apartment and you're not going to get dinner at all tonight. I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, oh, I am not kidding you. Go out and help somebody with something. So I found this poor woman who was broken down with a flat tire. And I pulled up to her and I said, look, I, I'm really sorry. I'm not a serial killer. I'm not a rapist. I'm not a bad person. I can't have dinner until I go out and help somebody. She said, what? What, 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 do you, what, what, what does that mean? I said, my girlfriend will not feed me dinner until I go out and help somebody. Do you need help? She said, I, I, I don't know how to fix a flat tire. I said, look, I'm really hungry and I really want dinner. Would it be okay if I fixed your tire? You can walk up the street if you need to, if you're afraid of me, let me fix your tire. Then I can go home and eat dinner. You can go home to your family and eat dinner. She said, that sounds really weird, but somehow makes sense. Okay. I fixed her flat tire. She started crying and she said, you have no idea. I've been here for hours. No one stopped to help me. I said, really? She said, I've been here for four to six hours. Not one person offered to help me. My family's worried sick. This is before we had cell phones. So she said, uh, I, I, I'm so grateful. My husband and my kids have to be worried sick about me. I said, I listen, I, I know I, I talked about myself and made it about me. I, I, I'm sorry that you were here and you were stuck and you were so afraid. I said, I'm, I'm happy you can go home. Ha- have a great night. Let's, let's go with our families and we'll have dinner separately. And just, you know, thank you for this experience. I learned a lot from this. That lesson taught me more than I can ever reveal to you because every single day, Adele, guess what I still do to earn my dinner? I help as many people as I can. Why do you think I became a doctor? Oh my gosh. 
Nelson, just hearing this story, everybody pay attention, no matter how crappy things are going on out there, or, you know, do something to help someone, your body will respond, you'll be less, you know, I'm sure the neurological, you could give a whole lecture on what happens to people when they're stressed, and you're going to feel happier. And yeah. I just love that story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And oh, that's okay. something I'm going to take with me. It, it, it changed my whole life because every single day when my day is going sideways, all I focus on is who I can help next, who I can help next, who's next, who's next. And it's really hard to have a lousy day when you've done nothing but help as many people as you could. I double dare you to have a lousy day. It's oh, nearly gosh. impossible. And so every day, I don't care. I don't care, Adele, if we're in the middle of a pandemic. You pick up that phone and say, Miss Smith, how are you? I know you're not getting out a lot. How about if I call you every other day and check in on you? Would that be okay? Oh, my God. Now, you're the first person that's called me in a month. Oh, my I would God. Love everyone that. can do something. Yeah. Maybe you can't do everything, but everyone can do something. And if everyone contributes, you know, this world would be an amazing place. This is fabulous. It's been an amazing interview. I know we could be talking for hours more, but this is fantastic. I want to, you guys have to listen to Dr. Boldmash's podcast, Health Healthcare Matters. matters. Yeah, um, health, health Matters with Dr. Nelson Boldmash. Yes, on your podcast, you know, I, I, iTunes or whatever we're that is. Every, we're on every major social media platform. We're on 10 different TV platforms and we are on uh, at Facebook Live. Facebook Live. And if you happen to be fortunate and live in the Alpharetta area, Atlanta, Georgia, and you need some care, come on in. Um, you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts, the, the mm -hmm. way you described the importance of palpating. You know, I thought, wow, yeah. you know, I, yeah, yeah. We, we're missing that in this pandemic. You know, nobody gets hugged yes. anymore. And right, that's right. an important part of being human. Um, thank you so much, Nelson. This has been amazing. Always and I'm looking I'm here forward for you, to more conversations with you. So everybody go out there, help someone. Doesn't matter what's going on. <laughs> Do something that's good for you. Yep. And, and and try not to fill your head with too much stuff that sends you into fight flight. And um, we will make it through this. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Hey, great care. Adele, thank you so much. I'll oh, you yes, this is awesome.